Welcome to the podcast edition of Coaching Through Chaos, bringing you what you need to succeed. And now, here is your host, Dr. Colleen Mullen. Welcome back to the Coaching Through Chaos podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colleen Mullen. I bring you interviews designed to motivate, empower, and inspire you. And today is no exception. My guest today is Eric Lovett, who is the founder and executive director of Urban Street Angels and 8 West here in San Diego. Now they're doing remarkable things that change the lives of homeless youth. I discovered this organization a couple of months ago after talking about my own story of being homeless as a teenager for a few weeks publicly on the School of Psych podcast, and you can find that over at School of Psych if you haven't heard it. And after doing that show, I wanted to find out what I had close to home here in San Diego that I could get involved in to help kids going through similar experiences that I had, you know, in addition to my clinical work. And I discovered the YouTube video for 8 West. Now, I'm going to let Eric tell you all about 8 West, but I'll say this. The minute I saw it, I knew I had to get involved. And here we are. Coaching Through Chaos has decided to put efforts into supporting 8 West And one of the ways is getting the word out about them and what they do. So let's do just that. It's a pleasure for me to be here to present to you Eric Lovett, Executive Director and Founder of Urban Street Angels and 8 West. Eric, thank you for being with me here on the Coaching Through Chaos podcast. Thanks for having me, Colleen. It's great to be here. Well, fantastic. I can't wait for everybody to hear what you have to say. So tell me about who Urban Street Angels are and how that got started. Well, about five years ago, we started Urban Street Angels by going to the street, and we really wanted to make an impact with homeless youth. Here in San Diego and in other parts of the country, there's so very limited resources for youth that are living on the street. Um, Just to give you a little background of some demographic, over 50% have been sexually, physically abused. Wow. And even higher have been emotionally abused. And so they're running from something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it's society. Maybe it's something they don't feel like they fit in. But then others are running from some sort of abuse. Yeah. Now, I know you have some outrageous numbers of how many homeless youth there are actually just here in San Diego. So, yeah, we have approximately 3,000 homeless youth here in San Diego. It's just unbelievable. And here in San Diego County, there's only, before 8 West and Urban Street Angels got going, there were only between 25 and 26 beds that were devoted as a shelter for homeless youth. Wow. And I know I worked with foster youth and homeless youth for years, and we might not even have known that there were even those beds available because right. they're so rare to find open ones. Very rare because you, it's really hard to put homeless young people in the same facility as adults. If you've been on the street 30 years versus one year, uh, it's really different how you help those individuals. Absolutely. Now tell us, so who are Urban Street Angels? Yeah, so we go to the street every week and we provide meals, hygiene kits, water, any basic necessities. We serve anywhere from 100 to 150 a week. Uh, In our outings, we do that every Friday night. We go to Ocean Beach, which is the highest demographic of homeless young people in the country. Wow. Uh, But we also do an overnight shelter, weekly shelter here uh, in North Park. And that overnight shelter 
Uh, we house anywhere from 15 to 30 on any given night, and we provide resources for them so that when they're ready to get off the street, which all of them aren't, but mm-hmm. when they are, they come to us so that we can help them. And how long has Urban Street Angels been around? We officially incorporated in 2014. So we became an official nonprofit uh, February 2014, but we've been around several years before that. Uh, started by just making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and just walking to the street and finding youth that needed a meal. And how many people now are part of your Friday night outings? Well, we serve anywhere from 100 to 150 on Friday night. Volunteers. Last year, uh, we had close to 800 volunteers that showed up to help us in these outings. Amazing. So, Eric, I know that you have a personal story of why you're interested and your heart is in helping homeless youth. Can you talk about where you come from? Uh, I know your story, and it just touched me so much when I heard it. Can you share it with us? I can. Uh, you know, I was raised in the Christian music world uh, back in the South, if you can't tell by my accent. <laughs> And being raised as uh, a very religious individual, I came out as a gay man in 2001. Mm -hmm. And when I did, because of my uh, upbringing and religious uh, views, or at least that my family and my community had, I was rejected. And as a young person having to deal with something that was very personal to me, uh, I felt like I couldn't talk about it or receive help. And so I constantly lived in this state of wandering and not having a place to land and really feeling like I could get somebody to believe in me. I made it. I never was homeless, Mm -hmm. but I experienced that rejection. I think because of that, now, many years later, I don't want any young person to ever feel, even though we're not an LGBTQ-only organization, But I never want anybody to feel rejected or feel like there's no hope or they can't talk to somebody about whatever it is they're facing Mm. because everybody deserves a chance and everybody needs to know that there's hope for a better tomorrow. I don't know how you got to San Diego, but I think the kids are lucky to have you uh, with that attitude. Um, So now I want you to tell me, though, about 8 West because 8 West is something that's grown out of Urban Street Angels is my understanding. And you guys are doing tremendous work that even give these kids a different life to look forward to. After being on the street and doing our outings for several years, I realized that we had to do more than just give a hand out. Uh, I wanted to give a hand up. I wanted to start a job program to help these young people get jobs or teach them job training to figure out what their calling is. I think getting them a a job is what you're paid for, but a calling is what you're made for. So if I can help them find a calling versus just a $10 an hour job, sometimes you find that by getting them a $10 an hour job, then we can get them in a better place. So I've always wanted to start a job program, which is 8 West. We make high-end premium soap. Now, it's not anything that I'd planned to make soap, but right. uh, and it's not Fight Club, but it was very interesting because it just seemed very artisanal, and it could be creative, and mm-hmm. the youth actually helped me name the company and the soap and everything, and out of it, we teach. We do everything from manufacturing to social media to marketing to actually making the soap, cutting it, and everything. So when people go to the 8 West website, everything on there is produced by one of the, one of the youth that works here. And that's part of the program. That's right. We have a young lady that helps manage the business, so she's over a lot of that. But we actually 
get the youth to help us in everything from packaging to everything that we're doing. And mm-hmm. But it's only a stepping stone because we want to get them into a job of the calling. And I feel like in addition, just to put a caveat to that, starting this job program, I realized that we couldn't hire individuals if they didn't have a place to stay. It's hard for people to show up for work That's if they right. don't have a place to shower or, or lay their head. So out of it, I knew we needed to shelter them. So Uh, A little over a year and a half ago, I brought the first two individuals into my own small two-bedroom apartment, and we've grown now to two homes, and we have 12 beds, and we're this year growing to hopefully 24 to 30 beds, and the goal in the next three to five years is to house hundreds of youth. That's just unbelievable. So wonderful. And so you're pretty much this year going to double the amount of beds that were here for years in San Diego. And you're going to do that in the span of less than three years. And you're going to add many more over the next couple of years. Absolutely. Amazing. So Urban Street Angels morphs into 8 West becomes the program where the kids then can come off the street. I think you were saying when the kids are ready, they then can come to you. And when you're talking homeless youth, what ages are you talking about? Like, who do you house? We house 18 to 25-year-olds. Okay. Uh, at 18, if you're in foster care or you're in some of these uh, younger programs, at 18, you age out. Right. And we want to be able to have something for them here. Like I said, here in San Diego County, there's very limited for that age group. But we also feel like if we give structure uh, with grace a lot of opportunity for these youth at this age demographic, we can really help solve an issue of homelessness before it really gets going. And sure. and that's why we've chosen to really concentrate on this demographic. Right. I think you probably find the same thing and you probably hear the same stories of the kids who age out that within that first year, that's critical for them to know where they're going to be and where they're going to go. And I know that was always something that was so heart wrenching working with that population. As you know, in 18, they just have to go somewhere and sometimes they just don't have any place to go. So you're providing them with this intervention, which also gives them skills. They wake up every day and have something to do and they're learning to do things. How long can they stay there? And do you service both girls and boys? We do. We serve both males and females. Our program is nine months, but can be extended to 18 months. We're seeing that it takes more than nine months sometimes for individuals to get on their feet. A couple of things that we do, uh, we're the only CHE shelter, which is transitional age youth in San Diego County, that will also accept those that are identify as the opposite sex, mm-hmm. uh, transgender, are going through that change, and we accept them as they identify. And uh, we, we want to have a, a belief system in place for them that we believe in them, we want to support them and give them that. And that uh, they are who they believe they are. And they are who they believe they are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So many people need that. So many, so many young people need that. What's been the response to the Kickstarter? Because that's when I was uh, doing the introduction and I mentioned this video on YouTube I saw. It was for a Kickstarter initiative that you were doing. And when I saw the video, I just thought, I've got to reach out to this guy. And I think he emailed me back within like 30 minutes at six in the morning. Always working. (laughs) So what's been the response to the Kickstarter initiative and to fundraising efforts that you've done? Because you just opened up your doors as 8 West just a little while ago. I've always said this. We don't hire people to make soap. We make soap so we can hire youth. That's mm-hmm. basically what we do. And, you know, be honest with you, I was hoping we could do a kickstart campaign and just blow the doors off and be able to open up a retail shop and do all this stuff. But it didn't happen that way. 
However, we've had consistent growth over the last few years, and the Kickstart campaign, even though I would have loved to have seen it more successful, uh, we're still making probably between uh, $2,000 and $2,500 a month worth of soap. Uh, we're working on getting into big box. We're in about seven retailers now. And we're trying to get into more and build those relationships because I want to be able to hire all of our youth. And as we grow uh, in the area of soap, but also bath and spa products as we grow that. Uh, I say all that because uh, it's interesting how the growth has happened. We operate 100% of our proceeds of 8 West goes to the kids or the housing piece or those areas that we need to put food in or buy bus passes or do those things that are needed. And so, you know, it's growing. I think it's growing at a, at a rate that we can handle, but sometimes it seems real fast with our housing piece. But it's a good growth, but we're we're looking to really grow fast this year in terms of our business. Yeah, I would imagine on any given day, there's kids that you wish you could house, but you just don't have a bed for. Exactly. And we've already started a waiting list. And I feel that this is, uh, it's going to grow quickly. And to do so, I want to be able to grow eight West so that we can employ them. Yeah, well, thanks. So now we also have a special guest here with us today, too. So I'm not just sitting here with Eric. I asked Eric if he could find someone in the program that really could talk about what they got out of it and how their life is changed by being part of 8 West. So I'm sitting here with Nick Wiggins, who's 21 now. Nick, thank you for being with us. Hello. So Nick, you were, you're 21 now. Tell us about how you came to the program. How old were you? What your life was like? And how it changed when you got here? And what you do now? All right. Uh, the program more found me. I was sitting in Ocean Beach while all the storms were going on. It was uh, called El Nino, I believe. It was. Uh, I was still 20, a couple months before my 21st birthday, and Eric came in. Um, I was living in my van at the time, and he offered for me and everybody I was traveling with at the time uh, for a dry shelter, a warm meal, and dry clothes. Uh, he even opened his house to let us shower, and he did some of our laundry also, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. The shelter lasted for about three days, and then over, I think, I believe, a course of a month, I moved into the housing program of 8 West. And so you moved into the housing program, so you're living in your van before, and how does life change for you? What do you start doing every day? Like, what does life look like when you're someone who lives in the program of 8 West? First thing was um, I had to find a job, so I did work at Go Staff, and then Eric and Kyle offered me a job with the Irenic, which is a music venue that the church also has. Uh-huh. And so right now I am currently the team leader. I um, oversee the other people that work from the housing to make sure they're doing their job, make sure things get done correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I also help people out with the house because uh, Eric helped me accumulate another van because I sent my other one to Tahoe with the other people I used to live with. Oh. So since I have the van, now I, have, I accumulate more responsibilities. I help people go to the doctors, make sure they're getting their stuff done, You know, make sure they're moving forward forward. Yeah. And what's that like for you to be on the other end of you're doing both receiving and giving, but you're doing a lot of giving to others these days. So what's that like for you? It feels great. I like to help other people. I like to get them moving on in life so they can actually achieve the goals that they have. Because when you're homeless, everybody says, get a job, do this, do that. But you can't accumulate a job if you don't have an address Mm -hmm. or you can't go to an interview if you're unable to shower. Right. And I know a lot of the complaints about services for homeless anybody, whether you're young adults or older adults, is that the services close even on the weekends. Like if you're homeless, like you can get services during the week, but there's nothing on the weekends. And so for you, how long were you living in your van? 
I only lived in my van for about nine months. I, I got a little stir crazy. I actually floated on the western coast of America. Um, I went all the way up to Oregon and back down. I worked on a handful of ranches, you know, just kind of moved to job to job to like people that would actually offer me work because I was homeless and I did live in a van. And so my jobs were um, very limited. Right. But always a hard worker, it sounds like. I like to believe so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, where do you see your life going? What's in the future for you? Um, right now, I think I'm going to be um, I'm going to be starting a plumbing apprenticeship. I like to look at it as I'm completing the circle for my handyman's license because I I'd like to know how to do everything before I can, you know. Fantastic. So you're going to start out as a would you say a plumbing apprentice? Yes. Great. And then you're going to work your way around to be a full-on handyman. Yes, because I've already have the cosmetics down. I used to be a painter. I've also done concrete work and tile and all that wonderful stuff. And I never really did any plumbing or electric, and it would be nice to know because everybody needs something fixed. Right. Well, that's wonderful. It sounds great. Thanks, Nick, for joining us today. It was really nice to have you here. And I'll say good luck to you in life. Thank you. I'm sure I'll see you around, though, because we're all going to be connected. Eric, so can you remind us what the growth plan is for Urban Street Angels in 8 West? I can. You know, our growth plan right now is to... We have a dog shelter, too. <laughs> uh, our growth plan for Urban Street Angels is to continue to do what we're doing, plus to build relationships with homeless young people who feel like no one is out there for them. Well, we're going to be there for them. And when they're ready, we want to have the place, the bed, and the job to be able to take them off the street then and give them help. 8 West, we want to grow. We want to sell thousands of bars of soap. We want to be everywhere. Oh, 8 West to be a household name that when you buy soap, and it's a premium product, but when you buy it, that it's going to change somebody's life. And I believe it can happen. I know it can happen, and we're going to see it start here in San Diego. People go, well, you know, I'm not just about helping people in San Diego, and I get that, but probably over half of the young people that we help come from other parts of the country. Yes. Because at the end of Interstate 8 West, which is our, our company, is Ocean Beach. It's the highest demographic of homeless young people, So, but we help people from all over. So our, our growth is, like I said, the end all is within the next five years. Three to five years, we want to house at least 100 youth, employ them, and at the same time, preparing them for jobs of their calling. And therefore, in turn, we can be the prototype for these other cities mm-hmm. of how they can help these homeless youth and get them out of the cycle of nobody wants me, nobody loves me, nobody cares for me, I'm on my own. No, we can do this thing together and we can really solve an issue that seems to be insolvable by a lot of cities. Yes. And for those listening now that want to get involved or help in some way, you know, because our audience is not just here in San Diego. So what can someone living in Wisconsin do right now to help out if they wanted to? How do people get involved? How do they help out 8 West? You can go to 8west.org and you can buy soap. That's the first thing you can do. Everything that you do in purchasing our products, whether it be our T-shirts or whatever, but especially soap, we're able to hire these youth and keep our program going. You can also donate on that. But, you know, it's also awareness. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we're not the only great organization out there. There's organizations in every city, and I just challenge people to go beyond their comfort zone. 
and walk outside and really pay attention to what's happening around them. You know, you asked me early on, I was uh, a professional and successful musician for years, and I lived in my own world. But when I opened my eyes, I realized, wait a minute, life is not about just being successful and just going home and having a nice house. It completes the circle when I give more than I take. And I challenge everybody to be a part of that in some way and to find some place where they are to give more than they take and to make a difference in somebody else's life who needs a hand up, not just a handout. Yes. Well said. You know, I was hoping that you touch on the fact that just being aware and seeing what's out there in your own communities, because it might feel very removed to help some homeless youth in San Diego if you're listening in Wisconsin, but I guarantee there are homeless youth there. Absolutely. And that is the plight of what's going on here is that wherever you go, whatever community you live in, there are kids that need your help, young adults that need your help. So keep that in mind when you're going out And when Eric describes going to Ocean Beach and that that has the highest population of homeless youth in San Diego, you know, San Diego is this huge place and Ocean Beach is one of these great places to go, one of these top beaches. Lots of young people like to hang out there. And to see that in an area like that, when you've got lines up of restaurants and shops and boutiques and homeless youth like that doesn't make any sense but that's where they are and so you know keep your eyes open and don't assume that everybody is having as wonderful a day as you might be (laughs) and know that it can you know you might be able to smile at a kid you see on the beach maybe see if they need something if you're buying a bottle of water for yourself maybe buy an extra one for that kid that you saw standing outside the store So Eric, before we go, what is the website? You said it's 8west.org. And where else do you want people to find you? Do you have a YouTube channel or where they see the video on 8West? And what is your social media? You know, you can go to 8west.org for our soap. We also have a website, urbanstreetangels.org. But we're on Facebook. We're all over Facebook and Instagram. So please look us up, Urban Street Angels, on Facebook and 8 West, the number 8 West. And uh, you can see, you know, how to get involved. It'll point you to our YouTube channels and it'll point you to all those things. And uh, that way you can kind of see what we're doing. When you come, if they're not from San Diego, they come and visit. We'd love for them to volunteer with us on our Friday night outings or our Tuesday night shelter. Mm -hmm. If you're from San Diego, we would love for you to do that, to come see what we're doing and to see we are making a difference and how we're trying to make a bigger impact and footprint in the lives of homeless youth. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Eric, for being with me here on the Coaching Through Chaos podcast. And as always, all the links to everything that we talked about and the numbers that we talked about are all going to be in the blog that accompanies this episode. So thank you so much, both of you, for being with me on the show today. Awesome. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you. You're listening to Coaching Through Chaos, your host, Dr. Colleen Muller, bringing you what you need to succeed. Thank you so much, Eric, for all that you do to help the homeless youth here in San Diego. And if you're listening, I hope you are inspired to check out how you can get involved in your community.
And as always, the links to everything we discussed here will be in the blog that accompanies this episode, along with that inspirational Kickstarter video for 8 West, and lots of fun pictures of what goes on around Urban Street Angels and the 8 West organization. I can't wait to see how they grow. Coming up on the Coaching Through Chaos podcast, we've got entrepreneurial stories, interviews with experts on parenting small kids, we've got an expert on navigating interactions with a narcissist, and we've even got someone talking about how to stay zen while online dating. You know, I guess that could come in handy if you're dating a narcissist. In addition to the Coaching Through Chaos podcast, please check out my latest venture with fellow relationship therapist, Courtney Calkins. We're going to be psychobabbling the movies. Check us out at shrinktoshrink.com or on iTunes under shrink to shrink with the number two. And you can find us on Twitter at shrink to shrink. As always, I want to thank Dr. B for my production assistance behind the scenes. And I want to thank BennettSullivanMusic.com for my theme music. Now be sure to check out Bennett on the Broadway stage and Steve Martin and Edie Raquel's now Tony-nominated Bright Star the Musical. If you want to follow me between episodes, you can sign up for my mailing list at CoachingThroughChaos.com or shout out to me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Colleen Mullen. Or you could even find me on Facebook at Coaching Through Chaos. And if you really like what I'm doing, I'd love for you to leave me a review on iTunes. Those kind words help me stay on the What's Hot pages and help others find the show. Thank you so much for your support. Okay, that's it for me. If you've got chaos in your life, I hope you're finding your way through it. Take care. Take care.